0: Turn with me uh, this morning to Isaiah 64, and thanks uh, thanks to our worship team for the beautiful music that they bring uh, each and every Sunday that allows us to worship God and um, together. So thank you for for that. You see some new faces too. So be like, hey, great job! You know who are you? Right? Isaiah 64 going to look at uh, a passage here tucked away in this in this wonderful book. Uh, big book is actually uh, 66 chapters total, so we're almost to the end when we get to where we are. and I uh, just want to read the first eight verses here of 64. Notice, oh that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might, "...quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood, and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, and that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things that we did not look for, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence." From of old, no one has heard or perceived by the ear. No eye has seen a God besides you who acts for those who wait for Him. You meet Him who joyfully works righteousness. Those who remember you in your ways, behold, you were angry and we sinned. In our sins we have been a long time. And shall we be saved? We have all become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls upon your name, who rouses himself to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us and have made us melt in the hand of our iniquities." But now, O Lord, You are our Father. We are the clay, and You are our potter. We are all the work of Your hand. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank You for Your Word. And Your Word is powerful. It's living because You are alive and well. And you've sent your spirit who inspired these words. So once again, oh God, we pray for your inspiration in our own hearts, your call upon our own lives, and may we respond with faith. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Jackson said last night, uh, once, I, once I got in, he said uh, he said, you know, I really hate waiting for Christmas gifts. And we're like... What? Like, wh- why? And he said, well, I mean, when you know that you're going to get something, but you have to wait all the way to Christmas to get it, it's just annoying, right? And I thought to myself, you know, yeah, I I, I understand that. Uh, and maybe, maybe that is us when it comes to Jesus. I mean... <laughs> I don't know how many Christmases or Advents you've celebrated in your life, some of us more than others, but some of us get tired of the same old thing. You say, oh, what's, you know, yeah, I guess I should be excited, but I mean, I already know what's coming. It's Jesus in the cradle and then, you know, the wise men and all this stuff, and he dies on the cross, ho hum. And I think that reveals a lot about us, doesn't it? I think if we think, Here, with the image that Isaiah uses about a pot that has been made, we've become stale and brittle in our lives concerning Jesus' coming to rescue us. And when we find that, just as we find other things in our life from time to time, in our relationships, thoughts that enter in, motives, we're like, that doesn't need to be there. We need to cry out to God for help. We need to call upon Him to break us so that He can remake us. Because once a pot has become stale and brittle, there's no shaping it, is it? Not a heart of stone, but it must be broken in order to be reshaped. And then I thought this. Going along with that image, you don't want to take illustrations too far, you know they always break down at some point. But notice this: in order no, just imagine a pot, right? You break it, and then what needs to happen? You need to add water, which is the water of baptism upon us, and then he can reshape us into his image and after his likeness. But we must be broken jars of clay for him. So that he can put us and form us and reform us into what we need to be. Because not even we know what we need to be. Because we are not the potter, but the clay. In other words, we are not the creator, but the created. And yet we face many obstacles here when we come to this Christmas time. And that's why we've tried to focus here at Harvest Point, being and anti- we're really subliminally being anti-cultural by celebrating Advent. Because Advent is about waiting for Christmas. Now everybody's jargon becomes Christmas time and Christmas music or holiday music, whatever they want to call it now. But we say, hold on. Before we can properly receive Christ, we must wait for Him just as the Old Testament prophets waited for Him to come. And those who wait upon the Lord, those are the ones, right or wrong, that will renew their strength and then mount up with wings like eagles, will run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. But we must wait, and none of us like waiting. There's a couple of places where you really have to wait, you know. Doctors' offices are one of those. I know now behind the scenes why, but it still doesn't make waiting any more enjoyable, does it? Not often, but our waiting, our waiting upon Christ is not a sitting in a lobby, not talking to anybody, fiddling around on our phone, but it is an active waiting. It is a participation in the hope of Christ. In other words, yes, we're waiting for one day for Jesus to come back. But until that day, we are working hard to bring as many people along with us to Jesus Christ. Because when he shows up the second time, it's not going to be like the first. He's not coming as a baby, but a lamb already slain and a lion all at the same time. He's coming to judge and not to pour out more time for grace. The time of waiting will be over and we are either still in the room or not. We are left behind or not. We are left to ourself or we are left and found in Him. There is no middle ground. You know, we allow Christmas to be about created stuff. You know, I mean, it seems like even now all of us are being sort of sucked into the marketing ploys, and they're great, you know, truly. Online shopping, 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 like physically, you know, going places. The smells, the sights, the sound, everything's about sucking you into the created things that you already know, that I already know won't make me happy, especially when I see the bill at the end of the year. And yet we're still shelling it out. Trying to get these things that will never make us happy. Never even make the people who we're giving it to, happy. The greatest gift of all we miss because we're not focused on the Creator, but the created. God, would you help us during this advent of preparation not to just be focused on what is material and created, but what is uncreated. Who is God? The glory of the story is the Creator Himself. <laughs> this is crazy again. I mean, this is the good news. The Creator Himself becomes a man to rescue us from the bondage of creation. So the only way He can even get to us is by becoming part of the created order that keeps us enslaved. He comes in as one of us in order to rescue us. From ourself. I hope that you've noticed, really, at the end of the day, you're your own worst enemy, that there's something that's in at work. Haven't you seen this? Those who have ears to hear, let them hear this. There's things that are deep within, motives, thoughts that are not. Of God. And they will not be allowed into a heavenly place. They will not. So, what must happen? Give them to Him. As soon as they come up, Lord, I, I don't want this. I don't know what this is. You know, it's hard for a kid, right? <laughs> when he finds something new, hey, Dad, what is this? They want to play with it first. You kept, whoa! Whoa! Hey, that's you. Don't need that, you know. Lakely's over there playing, sticking her finger in an outlet. No, baby. Give it to God. We discover things in ourself, and we want to play with them, and it'll kill us. We must give it to Him. It'll put us into bondage. And I'm just side note, sidebar. I'm tired of the enemy putting my friends into bondage to this world. Right down the street. Right in this room. Missing in this room. Are you not sick and tired of the enemy? And his work amongst us. Yet we play around with it and we dibble dabble in it. Let us Use Advent as a time of self denial, not just of accumulating more things, stuff, but more of God. When honestly, honestly, when is the last time that you ask God for more of Himself? Lord, I need more of you. I need more of. I need more of your spirit in my life. When's the last time we we actually prayed a prayer like? We we, we pray these little simple Lord, protect me, bless me, help me at my work. For what? To live here? Advent points us beyond here. This is not our final home. Haven't you heard? That's the good news. People are worried about Jesus coming back. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't Get ready. There's something better on the other side. If you pick up the newspaper or read online for five minutes, it ought to well up a longing for the day that God ends war and suffering. No more tears. No more heartbreak. That's something we should look forward to. Not in dread of, but I'm afraid in my own heart. I'm speaking, all these messages that ever come from me are from my own heart. It's not some academic exercise up here. And I find that I am too comfortable... Living here, I get cozy in this world. Cozy with the things of this world. With the pursuit of the things of this world. And, I, and, I, and, and that's why it's so good for Advent to come and Lent to come. Marshall, pull back, man! What are you doing? This is not the end. All this stuff, it leads to nowhere in the end, but it looks so enticing. The lights are flashing. The sounds are pleasant. And they cover up my neighbors who need Jesus. And so for me, Advent this this go round, it, it, I'm almost treating it like a Lenten fast. Now the Orthodox actually do. So the Greek Orthodox, you know, which are there are brothers in the East, they actually do a full blown lenten type fast during Advent. Do I countercultural? That's going to make going to the Christmas parties difficult, isn't it? You know, there's more about decorating and acquiring than rescuing. And Advent and Christmas is about the greatest rescue ever. Ever. craziest. He sneaks into our world as a baby. Who would have looked there? He didn't come marching in with some big band and all this kind of show. comes in as a baby in diapers. Cloth diapers but diapers. And the temptation is to decorate our lives with all these different things. Look, I'm not talking at you. <laughs> to decorate our lives with all these things. Try to present ourselves in all these neat and beautiful ways. And the most beautiful way is Christ in us. That's what people find most beautiful. That's why everybody loved Mother Teresa with all of her wrinkles and all of the world, what the world would say was ugly. People found beauty. Why? Christ in her. If you want to decorate your life this this Advent and Christmas season, decorate it with the things of God. Let us turn our attention to the, not the temporal, but the eternal. And let that sit in our dying bodies to bring resurrection life. That's something to get excited about. He loves every God. Loves every single one of you. My friends. Everybody in this room he loves. And he wants to put his hands on you to mold you into something beautiful if we'll allow him to do it. But it's going to cost something. It's going to break us. There's no way to reform us but to break us. And he weeps because he has to do it, just as I weep when I have to discipline my children. <laughs> One of those things like the old timers, you say, it hurt, it's going to hurt me more than you. I feel that pain. Truly. I want to give my children good things, but they spoil it all. And I just, the Lord just, even right now, just is saying to me, that's exactly you. big." I feel like I got a big finger pointing like down on me right now. Like ding, 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 ding. That's you, man. Because Jesus Jesus is saying, I want to give you so much, but every time I give you even a little bit, you just throw it away. You spoil it. You leave it in the fridge for nothing to be done. You don't set out a table and share. So why in the world would I give you my greatest gift for you to trample upon and blaspheme and make profane. I just I said, Lord, forgive me. I don't I don't want that. Do you want that? I don't want that in my life. We need we need the Lord's help, don't we? And He's the He's the Potter. He knows what we're supposed to be. <laughs> we're running around and we don't know what we're supposed to be and go off to find ourselves in another country or something. It's, just, it's just, Come home, child. I want to take you to all these places, but you got to come home first. Then I can send you back out. But come home. Je- Jesus is coming. He's coming. Just as he came, he is going to come again. And this time, this time, it's not even just a forward coming. He wants to come to your heart. That's, that's where he wants to come the most. That's where he wants to be and live and dwell and reside and indwell. In everything that we do. Our response often is just. Oh yeah. I guess I do need to go to church more. I guess I do need to probably get involved. in these missions. He's going to annoy me until I do. No. No. Please don't hear that. You can do everything we offer here. Be here every single hour. That these doors crack open. And not have God in you. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone, anyone hears my voice, opens the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. That's the gospel. So what is salvation? That's salvation. I don't know how to I don't I think Jesus probably puts it best in Revelation right at the end. I want to come and live in here. We've so mis- we've, well, We Well, we've not misunderstood the Old Testament... ...because I don't even think we've read the Old Testament. Unfortunately. But even those who try to read the Old Testament... ...misunderstand what Jesus came to do. He didn't get rid of the law of God... ...the instructions of God. He ratchets down on them. He says, look, look, look. It actually... Yeah, you guys have been doing the outward things, Right? No, 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 no. I, I even care about the motives and the thoughts of your heart. That's scary. It, because to be honest, my testimony, and many of you have heard it, is you can actually do the outward stuff near about on your own. You really can. You can go to church. I mean, that's, that's not something super spiritual to be able to do. I did that and I checked those boxes. But God in me, indwelling me, that's not a checking of the box. That's a relationship. And it's a beautiful one where He wants to where He wants to do so much for us. Behold, I send my messenger. This is Isaiah. And He will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek, do we seek Him? I had to ask myself that. He's assuming we seek Him. Do, do Do we get up in the mornings? In thinking about our day or scrolling through other people's days? Do we seek God's direction at all? I ask Him And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to His temple... And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, do we delight in God? I ask, again. I'm gonna stop. Like, Jesus, was like, stop. Put the brakes on. You're not reading this for somebody else. You're reading this for you. Do you delight in me, in my ways, or do you find them burdensome? Because if you find them burdensome, that means there's still some work that He wants to do in here, yeah. and He can do the, the good. News is that he can do that work. Amen. Thank you, Lord. What can God not do? We're the ones who say, "Oh no, 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 no! You can't. Certainly, you can't deal with the, that." I mean, nobody really knows it because I covered up pretty good. But no, you can't deal with that because ah, that's just too deep. It's probably something to do with the, you know, my past and you know, nature nurture stuff, and just it's 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 who I am. He says, "No, no, no! You are my son. You are my daughter. Do not let the world lie to you." I can do that. (laughs) Suddenly he will come to his temple. Where is his temple? It's not the Solomonic temple. It's not King Herod's redone Solomonic temple that Jesus would have seen. And certainly it's not what's there today. This is the temple that he wants to suddenly come to. This is what I'm saying, is, is, is we, if we find in us, oh yeah, here comes the Christmas story again, ho-hum, then we're misunderstanding what Advent is about. It's not just that He came, it's that He wants to come here to His rightful temple yes. today. And I guarantee that you won't be able to guess what His coming into you will look like and be like and what he'll call you to and what he'll end up making you. You won't be able to guess it. You won't. Because it'll be something way more beautiful than we could ever think up on our own. And he wants to do that for every single one of us. I just I mean, just the potential in this room right today. We're either a stale pot that's set in our ways. Or we have a heart of flesh. As the prophet said. And not a heart of stone. And he can mold us how he wants to. Because he's the creator. And we allow him to be the creator. And we the created. There has been an advent. Which was the incarnation. God in flesh in a baby, in a boy, in a young adult, and then in a man. There has been an advent, and there can be an advent, even this morning. I don't know how else to say it other than some of you really need Jesus to come in here. Yeah, you believe in Jesus. You, you know, like all this stuff and sounds great and grand, but it's dark in here. Ain't nobody home but you. And if if we can hear, if we can hear, Lord, let us hear. If we can see, Lord, let us see. He's He's at the door knocking. He's there. Say, where is God? He's right there. Right there. One word away. But it's got to be a word from the heart. cannot just be a word from the head. Set aside all the believing stuff as mental. No, 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 no. Deep down in our hearts. It's a trusting. Like when you trusted your wife or your husband or your best friend with something or your mom and dad for something. It's that kind of trust because he is our father, isn't he? Did you notice? it? Did you catch? I, Isaiah is just so fantastic. Notice, but now, oh Lord, you are our father. He's describing a bad situation. And he stops and says, but you know what? You're our father, and you're the potter. Has been an advent, can be an advent today because, and there must be, because one day he. Just as he came the first time, he will come the second time. Yes. It'll all be over. Show's over at that point. And either you've you're holding in your heart yourself and the things of this world, or Christ and his glory. Don't you want the latter? I think the Holy Spirit today is nudging. I pray he is. Bumping somebody's heart saying, Hey, woo. You may like that guy, you may not like that guy, but whatever he's saying and pointing to is the truth. You don't have to trust me. Don't trust me. You don't trust the people that were up here, but you must trust Christ. Have we been seeking Jesus? Have we been delighting in his ways? Because Advent is about the coming of Jesus. And we look back and we look forward and we look to right now. So what are you what will it be? Let me give us a quote to end and something to confess. It's at the very end of the Bible. Very important. Revelation twenty two twenty. He who testifies to these things, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. That's our response. Amen. No words, we agree. Come, Lord Jesus. He has to come here before he comes there. But he will split open that eastern sky, which is that way. But he's got to come here and split open us first. Will you let him do that? Let him do that today. He can do that right now. Push everything else aside. It's the enemy. Ask Jesus for help. We'll have some people to come and pray with you if you want to do that. We're about to take communion, but before we do that, I want to give give us just some time right now to respond to this word. Come, Lord Jesus. Say that with amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Say that with me as we end. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.